The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co host, Adam Spees. And today we are continuing our Sweet 16 round in our 2022 patron tournament. In one corner, he's the quizzing kingpin and the trivia linchpin, so don't have a run in. With Nathan McQuinn. Welcome back to the show and remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Hi, uh, thank you for having me again. Uh, my name is Nathan. I've recently moved. I was in the middle of Montana. Now I'm in the very south of Alabama and getting used to the heat. And um, I'm having a lot of fun down here. It's awful. The heat is <laughs> awful. I can attest. I mean, yeah, I, I'm in West Georgia, so I understand. It's causing havoc on my hair. <laughs> for those who can't see me, I am bald, but... In the other corner, he'll keep Mario and Luigi from saving the princess, so don't wind him up and watch out. It's Josh Babomback. Josh, welcome back to the show and remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Uh, I'm from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, it gets out up here in the summer, too, so uh, it's and, and, uh, I, I often have to wear a hat just because I don't want to bake the top of my head either or you know catch all that sweat that just seems to roll right off it so uh i uh i do a podcast with a bunch of other guys that some people may have heard of the benchwarmers trivia podcast um feel free to check us out and uh i mean i do some other things too but one of the other things i'm an aspiring tabletop uh, game designer you know hopefully someday that'll be more than aspiring but for now we'll leave that tag on it well, that's awesome. I'm a big fan of uh, board games. And I will say, I can attest, Adam and I, though we were raised in Georgia, both of us were born in Des Moines, Iowa. We spent many a summer in Iowa when we were a kid, and the Midwest can get deceptively hot. I can tell you that. Awful. Mm-hmm. I'm from Minnesota originally. I grew up there. <laughs> nice. So you know, not in humid. Yeah. And mosquitoes. And mosquitoes, yes. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit better. And since I enjoyed some for lunch today, I would like you two to tell me what is your favorite Asian cuisine dish? Do you have a particular person you want to go first? Whoever speaks first. Well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm speaking. So um, I, my favorite, uh, you know, 
Asian dish. Uh, unfortunately, doesn't exist anymore, but I'll, I will describe it. It is a curry dish, so we'll just go with that in general. But it was called Captain's Curry at a restaurant that used to exist in Minnesota called Singapore. It the best dish I've ever eaten, the best curry I've ever had. It no longer exists. That makes me very sad. But so I'm going to go with a curry. Uh, you know, it's right. a nice chicken chicken curry. And for me, when I go to like a Chinese buffet, I'll load up 90 of my 90% of my plate will be cream cheese wontons, crab wontons. <laughs> but I think the main thing I like the best, even though I don't do spice very well, is general sour chicken. All right. Um, I can uh, say that uh, as a member of the Midwesterners Club, I also do not take spice very well. I try, uh, but I don't. So neither dish is particularly ones that I would go after. However, it is kind of hard to beat scooping up some curry with that garlic naan bread. So I, I got to give it to Josh on this one, unfortunately. That's okay. <laughs> I, I tend to lose these things, so it's okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, shout out to all my sushi fans out there. I would have thrown out sushi for sure. And in case anyone was interested, I had bulgogi for lunch. Ooh, nice. All right, Josh, what category do you want to start this game off in? Well, I'm sure I'll get something, you know, in a decade long, long ago, but let's uh, go with TV. I hate to tell you this, but they're all long, long ago at this point. Exactly. (laughs) Your decade is the 90s. What is the name of the romantic sitcom premiering on June 6, 1998, that was an adaptation of Candace Burchell's 1997 book of the same name? Can you repeat that please I... mm-hmm. what is the name of the romantic sitcom premiering on june 6 1998 that was an adaptation of candace burchell's 1997 book of the same name i have no idea i don't know any sitcoms based off of a book so i got nothing all right moving over to nathan i believe that's sex in the city sex in the city is correct. Ooh, that's tough calling that a comedy, but okay. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> All right, Nathan, you got the steal right off the bat, and you get to pick your next category. Well, I'm still in shock that Josh didn't choose sports first, uh, given that's probably his biggest strength. Um, <laughs> you don't listen to our podcast, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Not as a sports. I've heard great things about it. I've heard awesome things about it. I appreciate that. Um, I've heard a lot of your team on other podcasts. And it's a great team you have there. Um, let's go with news and politics. All right. And your decade is the 80s. The Troubles were an ethno-nationalist conflict in northern Iowa. Uh, not Iowa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe northern Iowa, too. I don't know. In northern Ireland that lasted about 30 years from the late 60s to 1998 when it was deemed to have ended with what agreement? Oh, I might be completely off, but the name that comes to my head is the Dayton Accord. The Dayton Accord is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? It might be in there somewhere. This is not going to be a good day for me. I can already tell. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I can't pull it. All right. The answer I was looking for is the Good Friday Agreement. Oh, okay. yeah, that was in there somewhere. It wasn't ever going to get pulled, but yeah, when you said it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know Dayton Accord was somewhere in Europe. I must have the wrong location and wrong war. So that's quite all right. And I believe we are going over back to Josh. 
Look like the Dayton Accord was for Bosnia, Croatia, and Serbia. Uh, the war in Bosnia. Oh, it's way on the other side of Europe. Yeah. Let's try toys and games. And toys and games. We're just a bunch of crazy 2000s. Similar to Tamagotchi, what line of interactive electronic games was about a girl that you can interact with while also being able to interpret her life based in a miniature house? I'm glad they didn't call it Dotted Baby Chickens. One more time, please. Mm-hmm. Similar to Tamagotchi, what line of interactive electronic games was about a girl that you could interact with while also being able to interpret her life based in a miniature house? I'm glad they didn't call it Dotted Baby Chickens. That last thing is, is a hint. I have no idea. Uh, dotted Baby Chickens? Okay, let's say it was called uh, Spotted Chick. Spotted Chick is incorrect yeah, I figured so nathan can you steal you were asking harder questions today wow um just like josh i that will yeah, that hint is it, it might as well be in greek um i don't have an answer I, I i have no idea i have noticed that people of rough are around our age are able to answer toy questions better from the 90s 80s into the 70s but as i get closer to the modern times they, they don't really know the toys so much these were called Pixel chicks. Never heard Never of heard of them. Never once. All right. <laughs> Oof. All right. Rough go. And we are back to Nathan. Let's go. Um, I hope it's not a lyrics question, but let's go music. Your decade is the 60s. Please be Beatles. Please be Beatles. You don't know what it's like that the 1967 song To Love Somebody was written by what Australian band? better known for their dance hits. 67, To Love Somebody, dance hits. Can you reread it one more time, mm -hmm. please? You don't know what it's like that the 1967 song, To Love Somebody, was written by what Australian band, better known for their dance hits? You know, I don't know if they're Australian, and this sounds really, really early for them. I don't even know if they're Australian. Um, but the band that's coming to my mind is the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees is correct. Oh. And in case if you're not familiar with the song, it's the one that goes, you don't know what it's like oh. to love somebody. See, when you, when, okay. When you say that, I think of Behind Blue Eyes, but that was the who. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. All great songs. Yeah. Great songs. All right. Another notch for Nathan. Josh, let's get you on the board. What category would you want? Uh, let's try sports. Maybe I'll have a clue. Let's. Uh, I'm not convinced. Maybe. And it's the 90s. On September 6, 1995, Cal Ripken Jr. took the record for most consecutive games from what Hall of Famer who passed away at age 37 from amyotrophic lateral sclerosis? It'd be Lou Gehrig. That would be Lou Gehrig. Hey, I got one. <laughs> Woo! Not a shutout. All right. Back over to Nathan. I'm going to go ahead and do a category I'm not the strongest in, but let's go ahead and try movies. Your decade is the 60s again. Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, and Jack Nicholson star in what 1969 film about two bikers who head from L.A. to New Orleans, and along the way they meet a man who bridges a counterculture gap of which they had been unaware. Oh. I know of the movie, and 
I've never seen it, but I'm going to get the title. I'm going to be close to the title, but I don't think I'm going to get it. Um, oh, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Um, oh, this is probably going to sound stupid. Uh, is it Joyrider? Joyrider is incorrect. Yeah. Josh, can you steal? I think so. Easy Rider. Easy yeah. Rider is correct. I feel stupid. Okay. Good job, Josh. <laughs> well, you are stupid. I'm just kidding. You're not. <laughs> I love you. You're awesome. Nobody should feel stupid. I mean, considering some of the movies before we started recording that you said you haven't seen, I'm not going to bang you. That's, don't worry about it, man. You don't yeah. watch a lot of movies. Don't worry about it. You guys made it to the round of 16. You are not stupid. That is proof that y'all are all geniuses. It's proof I got lucky once in one game. Oh, Very man. stable geniuses. All right. Uh, my turn, huh? Yep. You got the steal, so you get to pick. Let's try. Let's try slaying. Okay. Decade is the 60s. If someone is telling you not to get upset, they might ask you not to get these in a twist. Is it knickers? Don't get your knickers in a twist. I will accept knickers. I was looking for panties or underwear, but I will I accept knickers. I wasn't sure if that was going back as far as the 60s, but uh, that was what my other guess would have been uh, undies. Yeah. So I, you're going to give me that one, huh? I will get, knickers is an acceptable one. I've also heard that before, so I kind of have to be a little fair with that one. I appreciate that. I had both. I had, I had both in my head as I was thinking. I had yeah. both. I'm like, oh, whatever he doesn't say, if he gets it wrong, I'm going to say the other one. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Nathan, back to you. Left, we have fashion, literature, and food. Even though your definition of literature seems really weird, yeah. I'm going to try literature. I don't know if I'm going to roll just because <laughs> of that. All right? I approve of our literature questions. Just don't be comic books, and I'll be somewhat happy. I make <laughs> no promises. Uh, it's the 90s. 90s. Adam and I might agree that the Marvel comic New Mutants number 98, written by Rob Liefeld and Fabian Nicesia, is one of the most important comic books due to its introduction of what wisecracking Canadian character. You got got, Nathan. I did. I, I totally got got. Canadian Marvel character. And what adjective was it? Smart Alec, you said? Well, wisecracking. Wisecracking. I mean, I would uh, also I think- use Smart Alec. Yeah, I've seen very few Marvel movies, but I'd say the one that's the biggest, I'd say, I don't he's Canadian. He's Marvel. Let's go Iron Man. I don't know. Iron Man is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? I'm not sure I can. Um, I, I'm not, I mean, wisecracking, the only one that comes to my mind would be Deadpool, but I don't, that's what I'm going to go with. I don't think it's right, but. Deadpool is correct. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I didn't know he was Canadian. I mean, yeah. I know the actor that has portrayed him in film is Canadian, but uh, I didn't realize he was. All right. Yep. I'll take it. Uh, Deadpool went through the same Weapon X program that Wolverine went through, if that yeah. helps. Wolverine is famously Canadian. Canadian as well. Now that I did know, but he is not uh, a wisecracking <laughs> smart aleck. Uh, all right, uh, Josh, you got the steal. And left we have fashion and food. Well, I'm a big guy. I like food, so let's uh, let's give it a try. Decade is the 70s. In 1971, Nabisco officially changed its name to Nabisco from what? Simply by making it a portmanteau. Nabisco is a portmanteau. I don't know if this is right, but I'm trying to make a portmanteau out of it. National 
Biscuit Company? National Biscuit Company is correct. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of any other portmanteau for that. Nabisco has always been known colloquially as Nabisco, but officially until 1971, they were called the National Biscuit Company. All right, that leaves uh, Nathan with fashion. That it does, and his decade will be the 80s. And this question is brought to us by Nick Groves. Known for her bob haircut and dark sunglasses, which fashion magazine has Anna Wintour been the editor-in-chief of since 1988? Anna Wintour? Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is. Oh, what kind of magazine? Fashion magazine. Fashion magazine. Can I name a fashion magazine? People. Vogue. Is that a fashion magazine? Let's go Vogue. Vogue is correct. Oh. Is that the person that the uh, um, that Devil the, Wears Prada? The short lady. Yeah, from in in um, Incredibles. I, oh, I believe on? so. Okay. And isn't that who the Devil Wears Prada was? Oh, probably, probably yep. that too. Another know. movie I've never seen. That's all right. There's a lot of them. <laughs> all right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? Well, uh, we have got us a pretty tight one. Josh has a little bit of a lead with 50 to Nathan's 30. All right. But a lot of points still going around, so anything could happen here. So. All right. Some er, some harder questions early on, but after those, we've been knocking them yep. out right and left. All right. Well, Josh got to pick first in round one, so Nathan, you're going to get to pick for Josh here in round two. What category do you want to give him? Let's stick with fashion. I'll go ahead and give him fashion. And the decade is the 90s. Due to the success of Britpop in the mid-90s, what 60s fashion trend that could include sharp tailoring, knitted polos, paisley accents, and Clark Desert boots regained popularity? One more time, please. Due to the success of Britpop in the mid-90s, what 60s fashion trend that could include sharp tailoring, knitted polos, paisley accents, and Clark Desert boots regained popularity. I have no idea. All right. Nathan, can you steal? I'm trying to think of different groups in the 60s, and there was the mods. There was there was other groups too. Quadrophenia, what were they? I can't think of it. I'm going to go mods. Mods? is correct oh okay. all right well nathan got the steal and now josh you got to give him a category let's give him movies good strategy you know he's not a big fan and it's our first 50s question 50s what 1957 film starring william holden alec guinness and jack hawkins is about british pow's who are who are forced to build a where ah <laughs> who are forced to build a railway overpass for their Japanese captors in occupied Burma, not knowing that the Allied forces are planning a daring commando raid through the jungle to destroy it. When you're first reading it, and knowing the, how I had my first answer was something that happened, a European movie. So I'm trying to think of movies that took place in the Pacific theater. No, the only name that rings a bell is Guinness. I'm trying to think of movies that... Mmm, Guinness. <laughs> is, I don't know if this is right. It might, I might be getting it wrong. I probably will be getting it wrong. But I think I remember seeing this somewhere, maybe. 
and I might get the title messed up if it is right and give it away. But um, is it the Doolittle Raid? The Doolittle Raid is incorrect. Yeah. Josh, can you steal? Is it the bridge over River Kwai? Uh, that's close enough. The bridge on the River yeah. Kwai. On oh. the River Kwai. Yeah, I'd give it yeah. to him too. Great, great film. All right. Now Josh got the steal, and Nathan, now you got to give him a category. Go ahead and give him food. The decade is the 80s. What TV cartoon-themed breakfast cereal, released by Post in 1982, turned the poop of those who ate it blue due to the type of dye that was used? The cereal changed the formula and rebranded, coming out as Magic Berries in 1987. Blue poop. <laughs> I'm a child. One more time, please. What TV cartoon-themed breakfast cereal, released by Post in 1982, turned the poop of those who ate it blue due to the type of dye that was used? The cereal changed the formula and rebranded, coming out as Magic Berries in 1987. I mean, I don't know. I like, I would think it'd be maybe Smurfs themed. So I thought Smurf cereal. Smurf cereal is incorrect. Nathan, can you steal? I'm trying to think of cereals that were just pure candy and probably had a lot of dye in them. Something probably with a. Hmm. Um. Let's go. This might not be a cereal at all, but. Captain Crunch Berry, like berries. Yeah, Captain Crunch Berries, yeah. Captain Crunch Berries is incorrect. Adam, it kind of sounds like they danced around uh, both parts oh, of it. Man. And if you take one of the words from Josh's answer and two of the words from Nathan's answer, kind of mixed them up, I believe it's Smurf Berry Crunch. Smurf Berry Crunch was the name of the cereal. I was going to get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like it. it's... Yeah, no, I never ate yeah. that, and I ate a lot of cereal in the eighties. <laughs> well, but I was not, sure I was not a berry flavored fan, so I never had blue poop. I'm sure your uh, gastrointestinal system thanks you for it. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Josh, I believe you were picking for Nathan. Well, let's give him sports. I knew the last sports, sports one, so let's see. And it's the seventies. I'm not going to know this one. On February twenty eighth, nineteen seventy one. What Golden Bear was the first golfer to win the PGA Championship twice? Trying to old golfers. Um, who's the one that had that? Write that down. I have two names. Oh, God. Golden Bear. That's a nickname, maybe. And I don't know if either of them had a nickname. Let's go Palmer. Palmer is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas is correct. That was kind of the other one I'd written down. I had Nicholson, so I would have gotten it wrong no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Arnold. uh, Jack Nicholas was the golden bear, and I believe Arnold Palmer was nicknamed Mr. T. Pity the fool. Arnold Palmer. Uh, It's a T. Wait, I got it. There's no one left. (laughs) All right, Josh got the steal now. Nathan, you got to pick a category for him. Ooh. Oh, we got that off. Go ahead and give them news and politics. Okay. And that decade will also be the 70s. Isabel Perón, also known as Isabelita, became the first woman president of what South American country in 1974 
and the first woman non-monarch head of state in the Western Hemisphere. Argentina? Argentina is correct. Wow. All right, Josh, you got to give Nathan a category. Left we have music, TV, toys and games, literature, and slang. Give him literature. Okay, literature's coming at you. And it is the 2000s. All right, this question is brought to you by Will Dennison. Hi, Will. Which book in the Harry Potter series, published in 2000, was the first to be published simultaneously in the UK and the US? And was the fastest selling book of all time, selling a million, um, seven, selling a million, uh, come on, Will, give me better words here, selling 11 million copies in the first 24 hours, and was the first book to have widespread midnight book release parties at bookstores worldwide. I've seen the movies years ago, but I've never read the books. And I'm trying to think of when it started, so I know if it's a beginning one or an end one. I'm just going to guess... Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban is a fantastic book, and unfortunately not the correct answer. Josh, can you steal? It was at the Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire is correct. Oh, this could be a blowout pretty soon. Actually, already it is. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's not get carried away here. There's still <laughs> that uh, last category, the last round. <laughs> I, uh, I might not be able to bet enough to beat you or to, make, to, to get you. We'll see. All right. Nathan, you got to give him a category. What do you want to give him? Let's give him slang. Okay. And that decade is the 70s. In the 70s, when you wanted to ask someone what's going on, you might say this phrase. I imagine it was popular with chiropractors. What's cracking? What's cracking is correct. Oh, snap. All right, Josh, what category do you want to give to Nathan? Give him toys and games. The decade is the 50s. Let's face it. This 1955 easy-to-play board game for youngsters had them spinning a dial to place different features on a plastic face. First to finish the face wins. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of this before. Putting a face together. Easy. Um, easy face. No idea. Easy face is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Can you repeat it one more time? Just... See mm -hmm. if anything jumps out at me. Let's face it. This 1955 easy-to-play board game for youngsters had them spinning a dial to place different features on a plastic face. First to finish the face wins. I mean, board game, that's the thing that throws me off. The only thing that I thought was maybe Mr. Potato Head, but uh, I'm just going to go with Mr. Potato Head, even though, you know. Mr. Potato Head is incorrect. That's what I figure. I'm not going to lie here, gentlemen. I was a jerk. I put the name of the board game in the question. It is called Let's Face It. <laughs> okay. I mean, that doesn't really make you a jerk. If you just, are yeah. familiar with the game Cooties, it is the yeah. same idea, but with a face and features. Except Cooties was yeah. like Mr. Potato Head, where it was an actual, it wasn't on, you didn't have a board, you had the actual. It a, no, it was a game though, but yeah. You had to put the, put the bug well, together. In Let's Face together. It, there was a plastic face that you were given. Okay. And, sure. But it is still considered a board game, even though there was no. Actually, there is a board involved in Cooties. Yeah. It's been a long time since I played it. Loved it as a as a as a yeah. wee yeah. lad. But uh... all right, Adam, it happens at least once a game. Where are we? <laughs> Nathan is picking all for right. Josh. Yeah, music and TV left. Let's go ahead and give him music. 
right? And that decade is the 70s. All right. This is a question I like to call Shakespeare a song. I took the words of a popular 1978 disco hit and ran it through a Shakespeare translator. If it be true, thee wanteth mine own course, and thee bethink I'm provocative. Cometh on, sugar, bid me so. If it be true, thee very much needeth me, just reacheth out and toucheth me. Cometh on, honey, bid me so. Well, I, it sounds like this could be Rod Stewart. Is it, do you think I'm sexy? If you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, sugar, let me know. It is, do you think I'm sexy? Wow. Good poll. Officially locked out. <laughs> yep. yep. The sexiness of Rod Stewart <laughs> ruins the day again. Stupid sexy Flanders. Uh, all right. We got. Uh, we just have TV left, Adam. What is his uh, decade going to be? Yep. Nathan's decade is going to be the 2000s. Oceanic Airlines Flight 815 was scheduled was a scheduled flight from Sydney, Australia to Los Angeles, California. On September 22, 2004, the airliner, carrying 324 passengers, deviated from its original course and disappeared over the Pacific Ocean, resulting in what show? Lost. Lost is correct. All right, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? Well, as previously mentioned, thanks to Josh's wonderful knowledge of stupid, sexy Rod uh, Stewart, <laughs> he has locked out Nathan with 110, 250. But I want to give Josh the fair warning: you can't beat Nate. Uh, um, you can't beat Nick Groves for the top, but you can get kind of close. <laughs> you can get maybe like in third of all not, time. Do you want third or fourth of I all time? I am not Eric Eid. <laughs> Yeah, Eric Eid, Eric Eid is like, you know, now second of all time, but you could be probably under him for third of all time. Just think that, about that. Think about uh, that. You're right. I could think about that. <laughs> all right. What uh, what category would you like for the final round? Let's go sports. Yeah, sports. Did I actually say the numbers? I can't remember. No, actually, I don't think you did. Right. I, didn't, I didn't think I did. Yeah. So, so Josh has 110. Nathan has all 50. Right. All right. And so sports, and it'll be the 50s. All right. And Nathan. News and politics. News and politics. And it's also going to be the 50s. All right. So based on 50s sports and 50s news and politics, go ahead and write down your wagers. Think about the glory of having the fourth highest score on throwback (laughs) trivia takedown history. I got my wager. I have my wager. All right. Well, let's find out the questions. Here is your 50s sports question. In 1956... Althea Gibson became the first African-American to win a Grand Slam title at which European tournament? And your 50s news and politics question is brought to you by Will Dennison. The so-called Chicago 7 were jointly charged with conspiracy to incite a riot. This is definitely a lawyer question. Were charged with conspiracy to incite a riot after demonstrations during the 1968 DNC turned violent. In reality, most of the Chicago 7 had very little to do with each other. One exception to that was Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin, who co-founded the Yippies, a group of radicals from New York. What is Yippies short for? Can you spell Yippies? Y-I-P-P-I-E-S. 
that didn't help, but I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I want to remind y'all, check out the fantastic shows on the Beef Up Network. We have some awesome new shows called Return Revenge Resurrection, Comics Underground, and then all of your other nostalgic favorites like the Blast From Our Past podcast, uh, Cartwright, the Seinfeld podcast, Talking Back, um, People Don't Forget, uh, who is, uh, which is another podcast by another bench warmer. Uh, we love that guy, Scott Grimes. And then also Podcasting After Dark. And is there anything I'm What about Action Action? Action Action! Oh my God, other Canadians. Are there Canadian, uh, you know... Lovely Canadian boys up there in Vancouver, uh, and they are great guys. So, yeah, make sure they are going through every single action movie pretty much ever. So check them out as well. I got mine locked in. Me too. Uh, all right. Well, let's see how we did. Uh, Nathan, since you were behind, why don't you give us your answers to the questions? For the sports one, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if this is in Europe. Um but the only thing I could think of tennis-wise that came to my head was Wimbledon. For news and politics, I knew it had something to do with youth. And so I remember watching either a movie or a documentary. I think it was a documentary about this. And what I have written down is I'd, it might be yippies for the first part, yep, which is youth, and this might be wrong, youth international party. All right, and Josh. So Nathan, just to let you know that Wimbledon is in Europe. That is okay. a European one. I'm halfway that, is one there. Two, that is one of the two in Europe. Um, What's the one that I didn't guess? <laughs> but I think she did. I, she, I do believe she did win Wimbledon. I, but I think the first one she won was actually the French Open. And for yippies, I had no clue. So I didn't have an answer for that one. All right. Well, let's go over the answers. Uh, for 50 Sports, Althea Gibson became the first African-American to win the French Open. And in news and politics, uh, Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin were co-founders of the Youth International Party. Mm. Wow. So Impressive. Both, uh, both folks getting one right and one wrong, so unfortunately nobody is going to be getting their uh, bids. But let's go ahead and find out what the final score is going to be. Nathan, how much did you bid? I won 50 points. I want to keep them all. I bet zero. Oh, can't see it there. There we go. <laughs> and Josh, what did you bid? See that uh, big old goose egg right, right above Nathan's that I wrote yes. down there? Yeah, I wasn't going to give up in a, a, a win, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't come though. across them too often. So, um, and, and with 50s news and politics, that was going to be my wager, <laughs> even if this was a close game. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Adam, uh, do that math. Let us know what is our final score. Hey, it's the same as the end of round two. Josh has 110 and Nathan has 50. Congrats to Josh. All Roy. right, congratulations, Josh. Adam, who can Josh expect to go on to play? Well, we'll be finding out a little bit later. He will be taking on the winner of the Eric Ede versus Caroline Bronstein match. Can I just throw in the white <laughs> towel right now? Can I just... Those are two incredible that, contestants. I'm really excited to see who's going to win that it, one. So here's the way I see it: um, if I have to face Eric Ede, that's a, that's that's a killer. And if I have to face somebody who can beat Eric Ede, uh, that's yeah. So I might start waving my white flag, but 
I'll try. Maybe I'll look into some questions I actually know like today. We'll see. And I believe uh, Caroline was the one who took down Brian Nash. Am I right? Yes, and Brian Nash was a pretty good favorite as well for this uh, tournament. that's going to be a tough one. Uh, But, Josh, we will hear from you later. Nathan, unfortunately, this is the end of your tournament run. I'll give you uh, a few moments to uh, lament. No, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Congrats, Josh. The questions did not go my way. Started off okay, but then I took a – I was kind of like the um, the TV show Lost. I crashed in the <laughs> South Pacific, and I was lost the entire game. Congratulations. I wish you the best of luck moving on the tournament. Thank you. All right. Well, that's Adam, and I'm John, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.